Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell. And today I have the pleasure of sharing the studio with Rafael Rios the founder and CEO of Yayo's, a culinary gem that has significantly enriched the food scene in our area. Rafael's journey is not just about bringing authentic Mexican cuisine to the heart of Northwest Arkansas, but it's also a tale of passion for sustainable farming and a deep commitment to the farm-to-table philosophy. His efforts have not gone unnoticed as he is a multi-time James Beard semifinalist an honor that underscores his dedication to culinary excellence and innovation. Rafael's work through Yayo's and the Rios family farm, combined with his celebrated recognition, make him a pivotal figure in the culinary landscape of the greater Bentonville area. Rafael, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Well, I guess I would say that. (laughs) Yeah, James, that's fine. (laughs) Well, it's, uh, it's wonderful having you here. Uh, Rafael, will you share with the Bentonville Beacon audience um, what you would like them to know about you, including how you came to Northwest Arkansas? Absolutely. So uh, Rafael is a uh, veteran of the U.S. Army. Uh, I joined the Army in 1997. Uh, Before that, obviously, I came to the United States in 1989, uh, learned enough Spanish to join the Army, and I I was uh, enlisted for close to 20 years, so from 1997 to 2011. Uh, during this time, I cooked. I, I just, I have a passion for cook, for food, and I uh, um, wanted to showcase uh, the Mexican cuisine everywhere I went. So basically, where whether I was in Germany or Afghanistan or anywhere I was, um, Cuisine was always in my mind, so I, I made it a point to um, get into a journey of changing perception of the Mexican cuisine and also um, add to the quality of life of people that ate my food. So basically, uh, I moved uh, to Northwest Arkansas after my military service. Uh, I started uh, a food truck uh utilizing farm to table uh, approach and with the main intent of changing that mentality you know like the perception of the quality of the food mm-hmm. the process it takes to make the food uh where are we standing in terms of mexican cuisine in Northwest arkansas and that, that kind of things that's cool well i'm sure you were a welcome sight to every soldier Yes. Uh, Thank you for your service. I made a lot of money making food for the soldiers. (laughs) I bet. Uh, (laughs) I spent uh, eight years in the U.S. Navy Reserve, was out 13 years, and then joined the Army National Guard for a few years. 
So I, I really appreciate that and I appreciate your service. Um, You're quite welcome. Can you expand uh, for the audience on your journey starting a farm in Northwest Arkansas to becoming a restaurateur and a multi-time James Beard semifinalist? So uh, the story is uh, not as is not as complex as uh, a lot of people might think. We moved here to Northwest Arkansas searching for uh, a better quality of life. Period. Right. Uh, so when we moved here, we we figured we'd we'd have a farm since we. Um, in Mexico, we're, we were farmers. We were, were people that lived out of our, our own land and produce and all that stuff. So we figured we'd come to Northwest Arkansas, have a um, a little bit more um, relaxed quality of life yeah. than we had in California. So we we basically followed the dream of uh, my father, whose name is Hector, uh, in accomplishing the goal of having our own land. So we came here looking for land. And we looked for opportunities to um, live off of that. Uh, we started a farm and, and we started taking the produce to the local church where we went. And that soon became um, a thing where, where people were expecting us to bring all these things. And they were yeah, cherishing those those parts of, of the Rios family, uh, giving to, to our church in the community. And we figured this was a perfect platform for us to uh, start ch- changing that perception of Mexican food sure. and, and, and enlightening people about the process it takes. Why is a taco uh, worth as much as a burger or something like that? You know, what, yeah. where are we uh, with that perception? And um, so we came here looking for land. We, we, we sold our house in California uh, we got a lot of money for it at the time. And with that money in 2006, uh, we purchased farmland and houses sure. and all kinds of stuff. So it was, it was a great, great change. That, that is cool. And so out of that, you grew the farm, uh, you were delivering produce, uh, to the church and, and then you decided to start, I guess, a food truck. And then that led to some restaurants. Will you expand on that a little bit? Yes, more? absolutely. So basically the taking our food to the church was the beginning of Rios family farm. And we started with in literally maybe, uh, 900 square feet of, of the, the, the land that we had oh, just wow. for family garden. Um, with that quickly led to taking the food to the church. And then after that, we decided to uh, plant on about an acre and a half and we, we, we decided to join the, the Bentonville Farmers Market. Um, and we were the first, we, it was a groundbreaking opportunity for us because uh, having those goals in mind, uh, it, it, we became the first non-white farmers at the Bentonville Farmers yeah. Market. Uh, and that was great. Um, and then we started the food truck in 2013 after my service. Um, which was pretty horrible the first year, actually, because it, it was it was a new thing. It was crepes, Paulette was starting, sure. uh, Big Rob Barbecue was starting um, as a food truck business, and it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't a scene that we, that Bentonville was ready for. Mm. So uh, it was a little tough. It was that year, thirty nine thousand dollars in revenue, minus expenses. My wife and I. Uh, 
multiple times where we sat down and, and cried about it. It was like, we, we don't know what we're doing and, and I'm not sure this is the place and this and that. Right. So, but one thing happened during this time is, uh, most of our sales happened in the fall and leading into winter. And, and that out, that opened the, the opportunity for us to open a second year, which was totally the, like it, it was skyrocketed. Like people acknowledged that we were trying to do something different. They, they learned a little enough about the farming uh, operation that we had going. They started seeing us at the farmer's market, um, uh, bringing up amazing quality produce, um, heirloom tomatoes, 17 varieties of tomatoes, wow. um, and so on and so forth. So that quickly, it wasn't quick, but it led to people believing in what we were doing. And and it opened the doors to to what uh, later became Yeyos El Alma de Mexico, the restaurant at the, at the, uh, uh, at the A Street Market. Sure. And shortly after that, two years later, uh, the opportunity in downtown Rogers and, you know, we've, we've been doing great and, uh, with the same goal, we're still improving the quality of life of people, making sure, sure that we have, um, a place that is, uh, responsible, uh, partnering up with the, those, those right people to, to make it happen. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but you've come a long ways in a few short years. Yes, we could have, it could have been faster. <laughs> it could have been faster, but we, we like to take steady steps sure. and we want to make sure that the, whatever we're doing, it has a purpose and without a purpose and, and a real, and a true mission, we, we, we can't really grow. Mm. Well, well said. I mean, those are, those are true qualities of a successful entrepreneur, right? Accepting that it's not going to be as good as you want in the first few years. And then uh, being patient and pushing forward and persevering and being very purposeful uh, in that process uh, is those are hallmarks of successful entrepreneurs. And being resilient. I mean, oh my being gosh, resilient, yes. knowing, knowing that you have to keep going is uh, every morning is, is uh, not everyone does it. So you have to be resilient. You need to know what, you know, stick around to the mission and the goal. That's right. Um, well, Along the way, then you started getting some acclaim. Uh, you're a multi-time James Beard Award semifinalist. What does that mean to you and, and to your team? Well, my team is humble. Uh, the first nomination that we had, for instance, uh, f from the James Beard uh, Foundation, uh, I started getting all these phone calls from local chefs and saying, hey, Rafael, great job. You did it. And uh, it took me literally like three days to reply to the James Beard uh, Foundation and say thank you because we it kept it, it was just unbelievable uh, and and our team realized that in fact all those efforts that we've been doing um, uh, have paid off you know and and um, then the second year and the third nomination were the same same thing. But now we're determined, like we, we have the ability and the capability of, of changing the, the, the culinary scene in, in our yeah. region. Uh, we have been doing it without knowing for the last several years, 10 years to be exact. Um, so it, we're, we're different. We're a different kind of breed. We, we're resilient. Yeah. We, 
we know what we want and uh, our team embraces that. Uh, our family embraces that. We, we work harder. Now we want to uh, get better produce. Now we want to get the produce to other local restaurants and and so on and so forth. So um, it, it allows us to fulfill a certain level of obligation that we now have with our community, the Latino community specifically, to empower them and let them know that we're here and that we can do a lot of things, you know, if if we do it from the heart. Uh, in good faith, you know, all those yeah. things. That that's that that's what uh the real families brings to the table every time. And that's it's it's an honor. That's that's incredible. I mean, you are one of the originals in in what has evolved in the past ten years in in Bentonville and in northwest Arkansas in terms of the culinary scene. It is I think it's safe to say it's really blown up, grown up in the last uh ten years. Absolutely. Uh, you're one of the originals in many ways and in bringing ethnic foods and so on. And so, and you continue to to push the boundaries and push it forward. Um, let's go back to the farm for a moment mm-hmm. and then we'll work our way back to your restaurants. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, farm to table is an important philosophy for you and your restaurants. Uh, for the po- folks who may not know what that is or, or understand it, can you explain it uh, a little bit and then, you know, talk about why it's important to you? Uh, why it's important to me is uh, it has two different things, but um, the farm to table approach for the Rios family has to do with education, mm. right? Uh, a sustainability, like uh, to what level of sustainability did we grow up uh, in our homeland in Mexico when we were younger and what kind of values did our parents teach us in regards to uh, preserving land and, and, uh, you know, growing what you eat and all those things, right? But also the quality, like the quality of the product, products, uh, uh, being loyal to uh, a process, right? Uh, without cutting corners. Uh, and most important, the taste, you know, what is it, that, what are those flavor profiles that we're looking for? Even when we're doing research and development in our kitchens, how, what is the difference that it really makes? And for the people that uh, are guests that uh, come to visit us, knowing those kind of things, knowing what kind of practices we have, uh, knowing that we are the only Mexican restaurant with the farm to table approach we have, we own and operate two different farms now, by wow. the way. Um, so what are those, what are those things that set us apart from not only the competition, but also to make us part of an evolving community Right, that is focused on on what they're eating and the quality of the stuff they eat, uh, everything that goes in in um, in the plate and the process. Right, so um, farm to table, uh, it can be a, a subject to interpretation at at, at times. Right, um, but to us, it's more like our sustainability. What kind of message we're sending out to the community when when we discuss uh, a farm to table approach. You know, what really happens behind the scenes? What happens with mom and dad? What is the uh, the amount of people that are involved in this project? There's 17 people, 17 family members that work in Yeo's projects. Wow. Uh, and some of them, including my mom and dad, who are over the age of 76, they're full-time farmers. And they've been farmers their whole lives. And this is this, the same situation that we've had with... Uh, a lot of the Latino community, we, most of us are farmers, mm-hmm. 
right? So what is it that we are sending uh, in f- as far as messages to the community, right? And then to um, to wrap up, to, to close the circle, uh, what is it that we can uh, do to change the way people see Mexican food? So that's important for us. This is why we, we invest a lot of time on the infrastructure of the farm. We work with, I don't know, food loops to make sure that yeah. we have, um, you know, a, a better quality soil, that we work on the soil for many years because it takes a lot of time for, for the soil to, to, to produce the way it should. Uh, so we partner with the University of Arkansas and like all these things, right, to make sure that um, that approach, the farm-to-table approach, is seen uh, in a much broader uh, spectrum uh, through sustainability. So now, right now, nowadays, our farm and our restaurants are sustained uh, anywhere from a 35 to a 60, 69, almost 70% sustainability when it comes to our produce. Oh, man. And not only that, but we provide uh, the great quality produce to uh, many of the local restaurants, uh, especially the fine dining restaurants in the area. So it's, it's the message out there. That's really neat. You know, there was a question that I had in, in my question set that I had to take out for just lack of, of time that, that I didn't include in the, the set at all, which was I was going to ask you about how your, your army experience and your life in Mexico led, you know, was our, our foundational and sort of led to your practices today. But what I'm hearing here is, you know, think about military mission and, and purpose and following process and trusting the process. I'm hearing that and I'm hearing out of uh, your life in Mexico, the need for sustainability and, and culture and the traditions of farming and the things that you do in farming and then educating us here. I mean, I'll be frank, I, I, it's in America, we sometimes we're, we're too blessed with what we have and we forget uh, this. Like my wife is, is Persian, mm-hmm. for example. And, and uh, sometimes I'm a little perplexed by the things that she does and by the things mm-hmm. that, that her, her family does. And, and I've had even gone as far as to say, Oh no no we're we're prosperous in America we don't have to worry about that yeah, well, yeah. I have to dial it back that is wait so a minute common. that it is so, so matters yeah. right yes. absolutely it matters yeah. uh, so family matters uh, what you're teaching and your legacies that you're teaching yeah. the, your kids uh, matters um, and it also matters to be a um, vital what I consider a vital uh, element to uh, a healthy community mm-hmm. right so. What, uh, what is it that you are truly, truly doing with your business and how yeah. is it seen by the community and uh, the overall, like, is it, is it a sustainable business and all these things? Um, but what is the most important thing is the value, the added value to to a meal, right? Yeah, and how right. it connects with the, with the soil and Northwest Arkansas and the food and the music at the restaurants. I mean, everything is tied up to an experience, right? At the end of the it day. Is. And <clears throat> so we focus on, the, uh, on what the experience is going to be. That's cool. Well, you've, um, uh, Rafael, you've evolved from one farm to two farms mm-hmm. and from one of the first food trucks to Bentonville to your location of the 8th Street Market to mm-hmm. uh, downtown Rogers. I think I noticed on your website that maybe there's a second food truck uh, coming. Um, what are the key factors that have led to this growth and how does being part of the greater Bentonville area contribute to that? Well, 
it's, it's a platform. Bentonville, great Bentonville area is a platform, right? And we have people coming from all backgrounds in life. And I think there's a need for, for all different models of culinary uh, businesses, right? So the culinary scene and the need for, for those uh, geographically separated locations without having to, to invest so much in, in overhead and all this stuff. Sure. I mean, all this, at the end of the day, we also know a little bit of numbers, right? So um, there is a need uh, for additional Yeo's locations. Um, and okay. uh, I believe that a good way to start is going back to our beginnings, Right, so testing the testing the waters, if you will, with with a known brand uh, that we have, uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't be easy. But now you're looking at uh, prioritizing those projects, right? So the, there is another food truck coming uh, to our fleet, and is and is happening in Springdale, actually. Nice. Uh, Springdale is a community that gives a lot mm-hmm. uh, culturally. Um, you know, artistic and uh, with music and, and, and everything. Uh, it's a diverse community as well. Um, we are looking at expanding into Fayetteville. Um, that happens this year as well. Um, but the most important thing is, you know, we are trying to f- uh, solve uh, the problem of uh, request, you know, the people request us to be in different places at this point. We have the opportunity to do it. We just have to do it, like I said, in a in a um, in a way that makes sense, right, uh, for us and also for the community. Looking at those those areas uh, where where it's most needed, where we feel we can make an impact, where we feel the the next step of um, incentivizing ourselves with great people and great customers is going to make sense. Uh, so there is a, uh, some growth in that regard. And Springdale, we do have another project called Casa Magnolia, which soon everybody will know about. Uh, and this is uh, targeting a uh, multicultural uh, center, like the home of the community, if you will, through the use of uh, uh, books and uh Art, music, uh, coffee, ice cream, uh, Yeos itself will be there. Uh, so that's a, an ongoing project in Springdale. And this is a, a, another way that we f- we want to close those gaps in regards to um, uh, providing uh, something great for the community at an affordable cost. So I love that. Yeah. I, I love hearing about this evolution into to Springdale, Casa Magnolia, the food truck. Uh, you're right. Uh, Springdale delivers so much to the, the Northwest Arkansas community. There's some amazing culture coming out of mm-hmm. Springdale. And just mm-hmm. like everything, there's a lot of amazing stuff happening there. And it's yes. one of the next areas that's really starting to birth itself. Uh, in it's already a great place, but already but it's really starting to evolve quickly uh, yes. there. And, and hey, Fayetteville, did you just hear that? Yeos <laughs> yeah, is coming. Get it's ready. Coming. That's, very, that's very amazing. Soon. That's We've good. had a lot of requests, actually, from, from Fayetteville. Uh, our own guests, our customers, they always say, man, you really need to go to, they beg yeah. us to go there. So I think it's coming. 
you don't have to drive 20 minutes anymore. Yes. <laughs> but uh, that's great. It gives me another place to eat when I go to Fayetteville yeah, too. And, and you know, uh, quite honestly, uh, James, uh, uh, scarcity is not a bad thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when I think of Viejo's, uh, and its potential to expand into something massive. Mm-hmm. It, it, we've had those opportunities already. We we still have them now, but it, it won't feel like the years we we intended to make. So we got. I don't really want to grow too much that way because if you want to have years, you just got to come to the place, you know, and yeah. and then uh, and then just make it home. And this is what we will intend to do at the Springdale location. This is going to be a community home, a community home. And it's a big thing. Um, it, it, it's a small two words, but it, it means it represents a lot. Yeah. And I think that uh, the Springdale community is going to be very pleased to have us there with what we have in mind. Yeah, that's neat to hear. That's hey, um, so we've talked about uh, these future locations. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about 8th Street Market and Rogers and and uh, how those locations are unique and bring different experiences uh, for your guests? Yes, absolutely. So the 8th Street Market, uh, obviously, that's our, our, our flagship. That's our f- uh, flagship rep- restaurant. A lot of things happen from there, even production of our tortilla manufacturing. Mm-hmm. That restaurant does everything. So uh, the intent, uh, if I recall, like the intent of the H3 market in the beginning uh, was to make it obviously a hub, you know, a culinary hub. Uh, there's this bike rack uh, happening. Bike rack was the first tenant, if I recall. Then we came along and it, it just feels like a place where people can indulge into uh, a, a culinary journey, uh, you know, uh, uh, they can see a process. This is the reason why Yeyos at the Street Market had an open kitchen concept, which is hard to find around, mm-hmm. you know? So we wanted people to feel um, uh, like, a, like a real market, you know, with noise and, and the music and you can hear people's conversation. You can hear the, the kitchen screaming or whatever, yeah. dishes dropping and all that stuff. So that was the whole, the, the whole intent, right? Um, so we do manufacture our own tortillas. We do nixtamalize our corn and all this stuff. Everything happens there at the market, including elements of our business, such as the uh, caterings and events. And, and we provide food for the food trucks from there. So it's a big hub. It's a big thing. It never rests. Yeah. Uh, so the A Street Market is a perfect platform for people that want to experience uh, unique things. Uh, they want to see a process of of making things. You know, they, they have a, a chocolate factory that does amazing. Uh, Mark and Fitz does really ma- amazing things there. I mean, I, you can smell the coffee a mile away oh, yeah. and the chocolate and all the good stuff. Um, and then we had some really good tenants at the South Market. So it, it's it's a it's a cornucopia. Uh, right of of great people and great places that make that a unique destination, and that's the whole. And we're part of that, right? So uh, I just don't see anything happening uh, or a, a person saying, "Well, we're gonna go to the A Street Market and saying just like one specific place, right?" It, it's a clinical. It's a it's a combined family that that without each other we're, we're not the same. Yeah. We're absolutely not the same. It it, it works that way. And, and it's a good business model to be, to be honest, it's, it's a, it's a place where everything happens in, uh, a, a destination by all means, uh, when people visit North Arkansas. 
You bet. Yeah, yeah. we love going over to yeah. the Eighth Street Market. The the uh, Rogers location is a mezcaleria. It, it's uh, it's it's another baby of mine that I really ch- it, it, I enjoy being there just to sit down and enjoy the view of the walls and the mast. It's a, it's a building from 1907. Um, it has possibly one of the craziest, most amazing collection of Mexican masks that you will find here in the United States. Uh, I have a passion for that. Uh, wooden masks that are centuries old. Um, we have the largest of selection of mezcal in the entire state. Uh, only the big cities have more than us, which is great. You don't yeah. find that in, in, in smaller cities like ours. Uh, the ambience, the music, uh, it's a it's a place to have conversations. It's a place to connect uh, with the, your inner spirit, obviously, because now you're talking Mexican mythology and uh, and the spirit of agave, and mezcal, uh, art uh, through the uh, murals of Octavio Logo, three dimensional pieces of art that are amazing, um, and and a great menu that takes you from this, the uh, southern, southern part of extreme southern Mexico to the north. Uh, we have the parrilladas from, um, uh, from Chihuahua to uh, all the way south in uh, Oaxaca, Barbacoas. There's all kinds of crazy good things there. Um, it's a gem. It's, it's a small little place. So not it's not a big place, but it's one of the most incredible places in Northwest Arkansas. That's cool. Well, I have not been to that location yet, and now I'm absolutely starving. So <laughs> I'm going to be dragging my wife out uh, yeah, for, for a date night uh, yes. here soon. We uh, Tomorrow will be the third week birthday of our, our mm-hmm. newest baby. And so, um, you know, maybe my mother-in-law and father-in-law will uh, take oh, over yeah. well, they should. for, for uh, a night and uh, we'll go well, you check call, out. You call me if you can find somebody. Excellent. Well, hey, Raphael, let's talk more about Bentonville in the Northwest Arkansas Mm -hmm. region. But what is it like? We've talked a lot about building a business here, but what is it like living, working and playing here? How is this place different from other places? Well, there is uh, love for community, which is one of the biggest things that drove me to live here. Um, There is kindness uh, throughout. uh, There is opportunities. I mean, the opportunities are endless here. You just have to have a good, a good product and believe in yourself. And um, the opportunities definitely are uh, are there for growth. And and that doesn't just mean for the culinary scene, but also for other businesses. We yeah. have coffee shops. We have a biking community, which is a big, big thing here. Um Working in Bentonville, living in Bentonville is uh, a culmination of what our story uh, was initially intended. So we were searching for a story. We're looking for a place where we can be ourselves and we can be happy, uh, a place where we can have uh, opportunities to grow. Our, ki- uh, our kids have, can have good uh, school system and good schools to go to. Uh, and the overall quality of quality of life um, is just amazing. Uh, low unemployment rates, all those things. Uh, great companies um, that foster 
you know, the unity of the of the people in Northwest Arkansas. There's a lot of nonprofits. There's all, there's all these things happening here that um, just aid to you being happy. So uh, the overall thing is happiness. So happiness is what brings people to Bentville. Work. When it comes to my myself, my family's happy. I we have plenty of work. We have the ability to decide for ourselves uh, on how the future of our kids looks like, uh, where do we want to go ourselves professionally, all of those things. There's no obstacles. We just, we're free. We're yeah. free people. And, and that means a lot to us. I love that. I wrote that down. Happiness brings people to Bentonville. Yes. I'm going to start using that. Absolutely. You're right. It's uh, all these things that you talk about. You can maybe find one piece here, one piece there. In other places, but finding them in combination in mm-hmm. a place is is so unique. I've lived all over the country. I grew up mm-hmm. in Central Arkansas, yeah. went to New Orleans, Nashville, Chicago, Denver, Memphis, and we're here. We're never leaving. Mm-hmm. Period. Uh, and I've not found anywhere close to this full combination anywhere but here. And yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely, I feel the same way. I, I've I visited California. I visited uh, Seattle. I lived in mm-hmm. Seattle for some years. I lived in Washington. I lived in D.C. And I lived in Chicago, all these places, right? But I, never did I find any, any place like this. And, and you feel it when you go out of your house. You feel it in the mornings. You feel it in the fall. Uh, you know, you just feel it when you walk, take a walk in the, in the park or at the lake or you go out and people say hi. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, so that's what makes Bentonville unique, in my opinion, is, is the people, number one, and the ability to just be yourself and, and pursue happiness the way you want, you know, and, and, and just live good. I, oh, wow. I have a good life here. I, I wouldn't go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Well, we share a story. Uh, tell me a, a story that we'll call it a hashtag because Bentonville story. This is something that happened where you look back at it and you go, I don't think that could happen anywhere else but Bentonville, or maybe it encapsulates your experience here in Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas. I would say Fiddler's Club of third Friday of the month is one of those things that I cherish. And I was not a a person that liked to uh, connect it in such way with a community, Mm -hmm. but I love going on Fridays to, on those Fridays to the square and just, Just hanging out uh, with, listening to the, the the fiddler groups, just play beautiful songs. Um, it, it, I haven't seen a horse in downtown lately, but we had, there was a time when there was like, we used to go get our feet on A Street, uh, the Farmers Exchange, which is not, is, mm-hmm. uh, is now a rev unit, I believe. Yes. But, but it's still the country, there's some country, beautiful country uh, scenes that I can still uh, see in downtown, which I, I just love. I don't know. Uh, nature, you know, the nature, anything that has to do with nature and uh, and music and culture, because there's, we, we have deep roots of, uh, of, uh, of culture here. Um, and f- f- uh, Friday night fillers club, or fillers groups playing in downtown at Square is it makes my day. It That's just cool. makes it makes me feel happy. There's something yeah. magical about the mix of the the old and the new, yeah. and 
you know, this, this culture that we do have uh, uh, here and just the way that this place works. There's just some kind of magic sauce. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to put sauce. your finger on. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It is hard. But uh, I think that's, you know, it makes me feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's stay on the theme of Northwest Arkansas just for a moment, but we're going to start shifting the direction of the discussion to uh, Raphael in 2023. Uh, you participated in the Smithsonian uh, Folk Life Festival, mm -hmm. and there you represented uh, Mexican foodways in the Ozarks. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you blend your Mexican roots and the local culture of Northwest Arkansas in your culinary, uh, in your culinary crea creations? So basically, I focus on processes, right? I focus on processes because I think uh, some of the the ways that we cook our food should never be lost. Mm -hmm. So I focus on uh, uh, the old ways of nixtamalizing corn, and I focus on. Uh, I, I I was when I was uh, at the Smithsonian, we I drank a lot of moonshine. Because we had some moonshiners nice. from Arkansas that went over there. So I, I connected. You connect with those people and and it has the, the same relationship that they would uh, with uh, the production or distilling of agaves, right? You start talking about foraging. Foraging is big. It's a, it's a big thing in Mexican cuisine and most people don't know that. Uh, so you start talking... Uh, with people and connecting with them and, and saying, hey, how do you eat this? How do you eat that? How do you prepare this? What is the process of, of making this? And what is the process of making that? So, and you share that knowledge and it's about sharing, at the end of the day, it's about sharing culture and enriching our knowledge and our culture um, when it comes to um, Northwest Arkansas and the Ozarks, right? Uh, I want to know how uh, to use the the cast irons and, yeah. and and what do people use them for and and what is the biggest cast iron you've ever had and and all these things right so the, all this uh, enriches your soul you know like your your mind your soul and it and, and it enables you to learn about the people at the end of the day the people is what makes Northwest Arkansas so you learn about people um, and you share knowledge um, I enjoyed the foraging part a lot. And we have a lot of foraging here in Nova Arkansas. That is cool. Yeah, you made me think of something when you mentioned uh, moonshine and and uh, similarities to what you do. I was thinking about like you hear about international like beer markets mm -hmm. or international beer bars. Why isn't there not an international liquor bar? <laughs> I want I want to get a place where I can go <laughs> get, get moonshine yeah. and mezcal and uh, sake in one place. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, that would we, be so cool. I mean, it's 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 called collaborations nowadays. That's right. You know, so we just collaborate with great people from out there and and bring them to another Arkansas. There's a there's a thing called um, uh, Mexico in a bottle. Mm. And Mexico in a bottle is a is a is a great organization. They they travel to the United States. And they show you all the spirits and all this stuff. So I think that, you know, Northwest Arkansas is a good place for something like that. They should come. It or maybe fun. we can have the first Lucha Libre and Taco Festival or something. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. As we start wrapping up, uh, Rafael, I have a few curiosity, advice, and whimsical questions, mm -hmm. uh, if you will. I, I want to start with my first curiosity. And this one is about corn. So corn has a special uh, significance in Mexican cuisine. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on the the spiritual connection to corn 
and then how it influences your cooking. Yes. So basically, uh, corn has a history in Mexico uh, from the beginning of times, the, the, the history of Mexico, mm -hmm. right? Uh, there is different kinds of corn, obviously. There's, uh, that I know of is more than 38 different of types of heirloom corn in Mexico. And Mexico is the, the, the country in the world that, uh, uses the most for, is for the, the diet, right? So you're going to use corn in different forms, um, And it has to do also with mythology. Uh, so uh, I believe that corn is, is the sustain or the, the, the sustainability grain of Mexico. And uh, it is, um, it has gone under uh, some kind of heirloom varieties. Uh, uh, preservation is, 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 a, is a challenge right now, but... Uh, I don't know how to really answer that question uh, uh, the way I should, I think, but uh, it is the main ingredient at our, our, our kitchens because that's what we know. That's what the Mexican people uh, have adopted as their grain uh, of choice. And uh, we, we go through the process of nixomalization, like I said, and we want to make sure that, uh, that it has a, a story Uh, to tell when it comes to our plates. Neat. Yeah. I love that. I, I think you answered that question perfectly. Yeah, well, I don't know, but I think so. Uh, speaking of ingredients, mm -hmm. if you could only cook with three ingredients for the rest of your life, what would they be and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Three ingredients for the rest of my life. Well, definitely corn would be one. Uh, beans would be a second one. And... Jesus, whole milk. Ah, milk is good. My brother Roman has a cow, so we we always go and steal his milk. <laughs> uh, milk is a good a good a good choice because obviously you can make a lot of things from it, but um, you know it's it's beautiful. That's a that's a good choice. Um, some advice. What advice would you give to aspiring chefs or entrepreneurs um, who want to make a mark in the culinary world? Believe in yourself, number one. Uh, have a, a, your values and your, your um, uh, identity as a person and, uh, well-defined, you know, and know, uh, uh, know your capabilities. So basically, if you really want to... Uh, be a chef for instance um then cook a lot you can you cannot be a chef by only reading so basically do a lot of cooking uh indulge enjoy it uh and look at yourself when people eat your food right look at yourself when people eat your food because that's going to give you the best feeling in the world if they come to you and say wow that was amazing that was the best meal i've ever had uh That was great. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I want to be a chef or this and that. So uh, it's it's your personal feeling. How do you feel when people eat your food? Um, do you feel accomplished or do you feel like you need more? And if you think you need more, you definitely need more. So just just stick with it. And I think you have to enjoy it. Have fun with it. 
Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a solid answer. Yeah. Um, as we roll into the last couple of questions, um, if somebody wants to reach you, learn more about yayos, and first of all, I want to answer part of this question. I'm going to come back <laughs> to you. If you haven't been to yayos, I don't know why this hasn't happened yet. Wherever you are, drop what you're doing and get over there. Get to any of the locations because you're really going to uh, enjoy it. Uh, but if somebody wants to learn more about yayos and, and you or, or reach out to you, how do they do that? So basically, the, we have a few ways. Um, you can uh, search Yeos NWA. Uh, you can uh, on Google. You can also visit our website, uh, which has all these beautiful things from uh, that tells you about our, our story in Northwest Arkansas, what we do. Yeos gives back. Uh, we have, you know, we allocate some funds to the community every year. So Yeos Y E Y O S N W A dot com. Uh, is the perfect uh, platform for you to go and check us out. Excellent. Yeah. Last question. Rafael, what's something I should have asked you that I did not ask? You should have asked me uh, what is the importance of my family? What's this? the importance? <laughs> oh, wait, you had more to the question. Go <laughs> ahead. Yeah. You know, what is, what is family? What does have family have to do with anything at the end of the day? That's a great question. Will you answer that? Yes. So family has to do with everything at yes. the end of the day. Um, being uh, raised, you know, when you were raised the way I was raised, uh, it has, you learn about giving, you learn about selfless service, you learn about um, holding on to something that you really want. Uh, you learn about uh uh, expecting from people that the same, right? So if you you want to be respected, you want to be uh, you want to earn that respect. Uh, everything is earned, right? Mm. So when it comes to family, uh, it, we're only as strong as the weakest link, you know. And and I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way. Right. It's like how are we shaping our kids you know how are we shaping our kids are, are are we teaching them uh to be respectful are we are we teaching them to go to school and do good for themselves are we just letting them be out there you know and raising themselves like it happens uh, a lot in in the world i'm not just gonna say here or whatever but you know, family family is is the mo the strongest platform that is going to take you anywhere, and I think that's that's a that's a great question. That is a great <laughs> question. I'm going to go back and listen to the answer over and over again uh, because I guarantee you my wife is going to make me do that. Oh. <laughs> Plus, it's a great great <laughs> question and, and uh, answer. And you're you're absolutely right. So I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, Rafael, the you know your story sheds uh, light on really the rich culinary tapestry of Northwest Arkansas and how you're a huge part of that, of, of really helping it evolve over the, the past decade. Um, you know, it's really about your connection to sustainable farming, to authentic cuisine, to community spirit. And it really encapsulates all of that. Um, your journey from the fields of, of Mexico to the Rios mm -hmm. family farm 
to uh, your restaurants, your uh, multi-time James Beard uh, cinema finalist uh, status is really a testament of your passion and innovation and your commitment to excellence. So thank you for bringing all of that to us here and being part of the Greater Bentonville Northwest Arkansas family. Absolutely. It was my pleasure, uh, James. And uh, I think that there's a lot of good things happening also here in Bentonville, which I'm not going to get into that just yet, but I think there's another really good thing coming to Bentonville from oh. his family. So now, now we, didn't, we didn't talk about that, but it's not time yet. Okay. It's coming. All right. Well, excellent. Um, I can't wait to find out what it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's going to be great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. And uh, thank you to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Thanks for joining us and investing your time in this episode. I uh, encourage you to share Raphael's inspiring story with your colleagues and your friends. And if you're watching this video through BentonvilleBeacon.com, you may have noticed that we've recently added a new search feature to our refreshed website. So be sure to explore that and find your favorite person, business, or topic with ease. And whether you're watching there or listening on your favorite podcast player, make sure to hit subscribe. Keep joining us to discover more about the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders who are sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas area, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Until next time, stay amazing.